All the latest news, views and reaction to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. And welcome back to 442 FM. We are here for another week. We have got Kimenez. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a bit sick today. He's a bit sickly. He's got a sore throat, sore foot. What else were you moaning about? Ulcer in my tongue. Ulcer on his tongue. Look at a sore foot. Scott Flu. <laughs> um, that that joy, voice is Johnny Davidson. Greetings, salutations. How are you feeling today, mate? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Oh, excellent. Um, we are without Con again. Um, despite his big money transfer to China, um, he's been told that he's surplus to requirements in, a, in his Shanghai squad. Um, so he may be um, venturing back to Australia very soon. Or the MLS or the Middle East. I'm not, <laughs> not quite sure yet. Um, well, 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 let's just talk about Tim straight away because that was the, the breaking news overnight. Um, he announced that he will be leaving uh, Shanghai. Um a lot of people commenting on the posts without pro- probably without reading it and um, hmm. saying come to Mariners come to come to Australia I'm not sure if that's a uh, if that's just a tongue in cheek um, comment but his, his options are pretty limited though now I believe isn't he yeah uh, he can only go where the transfer window is open at the moment um, although he's a free agent he can't come to the A League because he wasn't a free agent when our transfer True. window was open. Yeah. Uh, so that rules him out of our league for this season. Um, but having said that, there's a few that are still open. He could go elsewhere within China, Middle East. Yeah, there's a few of Asian and leagues. of course, he could make a return to the USA because uh, mm. the MLS one opens tomorrow, February 18th. Uh, so he uh, he loved it over in New York. Yeah. He may want to go back and have a shot with another side over there. Um He's got options, mm. um, but you know, despite how good a player he is and how much he's doing for the Socceroos and what he did for Shanghai last season, especially the season before, um, at the end of the day, he is a player that on paper looks like he's well beyond the end of his career. Mm. Uh, so how attractive that's going to be for another club, I don't know. I think it's a sign of the times with the China yep. that he isn't He's no longer needed. Uh, he did a great job for Shanghai, and they, uh, you know, looked to be going ahead with a, a new season for him. Mm. Gave him a new contract in November. New contract in November, uh, which turns out to be a hefty payoff, basically. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's these new big name stars in the late twenties. Uh, yeah, that are you know the new reality over there, and unfortunately. Tim doesn't fit into that. He had a little dig on his uh, on his is it an Instagram post or Facebook post, whatever whatever it was. John, did you did you see it? I did. I did see. I did see the hashtag legacy as well. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I saw a BBC. It's quite interesting, actually, coming from the UK perspective that um, you know the BBC covered, and obviously he's still a, a fair name in in the UK. Mm. Um, and he said he was heartbroken. 
and I sort of had a bit of a chuckle there. But I, I'm, I am a cynic. Yeah, well I, well, I have mates in the UK that are, don't really follow Australian football at all. Some of them aren't even Everton fans, and they were um, post sharing the news on through social media and uh, and wishing him wishing him luck. So hmm, it's it's interesting still how fondly he is thought of, you know, outside of just Australia as well. No, he's a he's a great brand, mm. you know, uh, and he's a, a fans player. You know, he embraces uh, the fans and. You know, always recalls kindly and fondly of the clubs that he's played with. So you know, he is uh, a, a, the whole legacy thing is the, the whole trademark Cahill type mm. stuff, which is the the downside to his uh, his presence, his social media presence. But having said that, you know, he does seem genuinely have that connection with uh, yeah. with, uh, with fans, a, a lot of different people as well. Yeah. And he's bloody good at kicking um, uh, Weetabix boxes. Yeah. Hitting yeah. Weetabix boxes <laughs> with balls. Special skill. So, um, They're so reducing yeah. that into FIFA next season. <laughs> yeah. FIFA Street. <laughs> um, all right, then. Well, it's been, uh, as John said uh, off air, has this been the best round of the A League? Um, 23 goals, um, but it was marred again by some flares. Um, at the victory, so they are they're going to have to defend themselves and their fans this week after Western Sydney Wanderers got a three points um, suspended sentence. Are we, are we, are we, what was it, what's it called? Suspended deduction. Suspended deduction. Suspended sentence. Um, is it? Do you think victory are going to face the same? I think they'll have to. I mean, it takes a special breed of dickhead to to do that kind of thing. Face palm. Um, how stupid can you be and what on earth did you think the outcome of that would be uh, other than the same they have to have the same fate as Wanderers mm. uh, Wanderers were you know, obviously premeditated and spectacularly stupid as well but to then do it the weekend after that yeah. after all the furore and after seeing the, uh, the uh, punishment that was meted out to, to Wanderers mm. that's just next level stupidity such a dickhead move and no wonder the other fans around them were booing uh, because mm. you know you're, you're just going to hurt the club and as for next season these kind of people it's inevitable it's going to be an automatic three point deduction for flares the way things are going Yeah, it should still be an ultimate sanction that uh, the FFA can hold over them but carrying on this way I just make it automatic I th- I, I still don't agree with the three-point deduction. I, I don't think it's... I, I, I don't know an, an alternative, so, I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's probably best to go down this route at the moment, but what what is stopping a City fan chucking on a victory cap and going and lighting a, lighting a flare? Nothing in stopped them doing that already, and there's a fine involved with that in any mm. case. So, you know, but, they, but they th- can do that. But a three-point deduction is a lot more than a, fi- a fine of 15 grand. Yeah. It means nothing to the, the wider scope of the league, really. No, I think, you know, when you've got fans that are stealing each other's uh, flags and burning them on YouTube and stuff like that, there is yeah. a lot of mileage to get out or try to get wind up other fans, get them in trouble or whatever. So that can happen anyway. Um, that's when it becomes a security issue to stop people going from one side to the other. Um, and again, clear identification of the culprit before meeting out punishments. Mm. But as I say, I think it should be the ultimate sanction. 
not necessarily automatic, yeah. but the way they're heading with this kind of uh, dickheadery, mm. it's, it's going to end up being automatic. So the new banning procedure that the FFA announced this week um, is going to, there is, um, you'll get identified, you will, and then you'll get an opportunity to appeal, um, which, do you, th- do you think this is... This is where to, to be fair it's, uh, to them, it is actually more involved than that. You'll get identified, you'll get uh, notified of intention to, to ban, you'll get access to the evidence that they've got against you, mm-hmm. uh, where they can make that public and pass that on. Uh, you've then got the opportunity to reply to that. Uh, the ban will then be enforced if it's felt to be correct, and then you can still apply, uh, appeal to uh, an independent body afterwards. Uh, so, the, on the basis of what they uh, they promised after the talks uh, last before Christmas, they seem to have delivered, mm. uh, which is pretty good going, to be fair. And the fact that there wasn't a huge outrage or uh, uh, suki uh, posts on social media mm. seems to suggest that they've actually followed through on the promises. I suppose it's just a shame that it's it's landed in a week where there's... Not only just the, the flares causing causing problems f- between what from Wanderers last week and then and then victory again this week, but also the ridiculous Channel Ten um, uh, look, segment during during the week or earlier this week. I think the f- it is wrong to conflate the, these things. There are dickheads, there are idiots, there are stupid people. Nobody's saying there isn't. Uh, what the whole fan boycott protest was to make sure that we're identifying the right dickheads, the right mm. stupid uh, fans, yeah. and punishing them. Uh, and everybody wants to get rid of the dickheads uh, that's you know uh, involved in these active supporter clubs. They don't want three-point deductions for the clubs more than anything. Mm. Uh, so there is... It, the two are not necessarily the same... Uh, and you know, I think most fans would welcome the, the the changes to the banning procedure, and would happily see them enforced against those that are being dickheads. Very good. He talks a lot to say. He's got an ulcer on his tongue. Isn't he? <laughs> 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 uh, John's just sat patiently, going, "When am I going to get a chance to speak here?" Yeah. Um, <sighs> jump in, oh, j- oh, <laughs> jump in whenever you feel the need to, mate. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to skirt over this um, Channel 10 soccer hooligans um, sensationalised piece. I don't watch any of those shows. It's all it's all nonsense anyway. They'll they'll sensationalise you know uh, someone walking to the shop to buy a paper. So um, it's, I, I'm I'm not going to sort of give give it any any more airtime. But... Adam, can I just ask one thing? Because I, I couldn't watch it because it was oh yeah, because the geo target was... yeah. Was there sort of a, a Danny Dyer style accent? You know, a bit of bit of in it, a bit of you having a laugh. Oh, going straight Ulligans, mate. Aye, aye, The most ridiculous. Was Elijah Wood, was Elijah Wood in it? Because, <laughs> oh, really disappointed. Well, it These was need to try harder. They were, they were. It felt to me like they were actors anyway. So it could, it could have been, it could have been something dropped out of Green Street, and Elijah Wood just stood there with a balaclava on, and you know there was. They did the stupid, like you know, masking of their voices to make them sound deeper. Oh, you know, God. it was they were they were kind of just off center in a darkened space. It was just it it was just so painful. I I really hope that it was a young journalist being taken advantage of and being fed this yarn that was 
uh, you know, fabricated just to make a bit of a story rather than Channel 10 actually going out to find people to talk absolute nonsense. I, uh, yeah, anyway. I, 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 two, I, I, just two things from what I can gather. Mm. Um, I believe the main protagonist in all of this was one of the guys who uh, was involved in the fight with the Victory fans down in Melbourne. Mm. He was a Wanderers fan back then. And he seems to be being portrayed as a Sydney FC fan this time. No, I think... Um, yeah, no, so I think he was... So he, he was just... The, he was the guy... So he didn't have a, a, a balaclava on or anything. He was... Um, he, he seems to be like a bit of the go-to hooligan and if, every, if anyone needs a quote. And he's now, you, you know, changed his life around and he's taken a, a step he's away a from... He's basically. <laughs> <laughs> he's taken a step away from this football hooligan lifestyle that could have ended him in prison if he would have carried on, um, or or even worse. You know, it's just it's sensationalised absolute nonsense. You know, it's... I think they have seen Green Street or Football Factory or whatever those films were from the from the kind of the late nineties or wherever, wherever they were, and and decided to kind of portray this Australian hooliganism the same. And it's nowhere near the same. You know, he was. I think he's been a bit of a face because um, he was one of the guys that got named and shamed and lost his job off the back of it. Which, he was underage. Uh, yeah, and he, and he was one of the. I think he was seventeen or maybe just turned eighteen at the time. Yeah. And by, so, by the sounds of it, he, he was right to be named in shame because he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> but just just to dissect, because this has just popped up, um, FFA has sanctioned victory with a fifty thousand dollars fine and a suspended three point deduction. That's the press release. As expected. Exactly the same as Wanderers. There we go. Yeah. Ridiculous. Consistency is what we want. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fair enough. I yeah. think as well. Yeah. Can't argue with it. Very good. Well, let's let's move on. Um, John, this is you're always our go-to Jets man. Um, we'll start <laughs> off with, with with Raw versus Jets on Friday night, two-two. Um, um, Raw slip up, um, but you know if, if it wasn't for Phoenix helping them out with Wanderers on a Sunday, um, they they still stay top. Miller came out and said it was a superb performance um, by by the Jets. Would you agree? Yeah, I think I think they played really well. they for some reason. Um, they've got a fantastic record at Suncorp. They've sort of upset the rule many times over the last four or five years. I think they've won nine games or something up there, and um, they were a little bit unlucky not to win to win this one. Although Corey Brown did his best to um, to help them out there, but um, it was a, I thought it was a quality game. Um, you know, the rule had a lot of chances, but um, you know Newcastle put in a real dig as well, and Birrigidi had a pretty solid game. And it's great to see Mitch Cooper. Um, I'm not sure I think it was his first mm. goal. God knows how long, but um, yeah, I think, yeah I second it was a, goal in the a league. Really good game. Sorry, John, he's still there. I was going to say, yeah, I, I thought that was a, a really good game, and mm. probably a you know draw was a, a fair result. Um, yeah, both teams were, were really going, out and you know, another good game in a, in a very good round. The um, what um, what was it? What was I going to say? Corey Brown. Let's go back to that. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> what was he thinking? He wasn't thinking that's part of the <laughs> Manly beach flashback there. <laughs> yeah. Beach, beach volleyball spike. But um, Trifonovic can take a pen, can't he? Jesus. That was possibly the hardest shot that's ever been played in the end league, I think. Yeah? Ripped through the back of the net. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Flames coming off that ball. He rolled. It barely made it in the, in the net. Um, if there was a bit of a, a, a mud puddle in the in the six yard box, he wouldn't have made it to the goal. Um, but um, oh, that's, that's what I was going to say before. Brisbane Newcastle. That, that's the closest Brisbane get to a derby, isn't it? A local derby. I suppose it is now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's true. It's only, it's only about a thousand k. <laughs> yeah. Pacific Highway Derby. Derby grudge match. <laughs> um, Aloisi. All right, let's go to, to Raw, though. Aloisi, we must learn from our mistakes. Um, I, I, th- I think that's fair enough to a certain extent. The mistakes are probably more highlighted um, in the goals that they conceded, but they had, they had so many chances to win the game. Like, M- McLaren was. I, I think Aloisi even came out and said it wasn't one of his best games, despite. Scoring, you know, he missed the pen first and, and and put one in, which didn't help my fantasy football points. I had him for oh a captain, yeah. um, but you know he, he had a few chances to score. Um, that that the forward line, um, Barello played played well. I thought Petratos and uh, and McLaren, they they're nearly there. They're they're so close to being there that they showed glimpses of what the brilliance that they could um, be earlier in the season, but they just need they just need that. Final product that's that little bit better. Can I just point out something? Mm-hmm. Top of the league. Top of the league. Top of the league. If they do get better, they're going to run away with it. I, uh, I mean, if that's what they can do playing badly, one, what does it say about the rest of the team? And two, what does it say about the potential for them? Because uh, I, I agree with you. I don't think they're necessarily playing no. at their full potential at all. Uh, and I don't necessarily think the squad's as strong as it could be either. But top of the league. Yeah, the top of the league, they've got the second best goal difference. Joint second um, in goals scored with Wanderers, um, obviously behind City. So, you know, they, they still scored two goals, but I, I think the where they the the issues that they've had at the back and the Corey Brown brain fart um, was was probably one of them. Uh, but you know, they probably could have put that game to bed if they would have been a little bit more clinical in front of goal. Um, Jets, they've they've kind of been on a bit of a, a resurgence in form. John, do you think do you think they could have a a, a little push for the top six? I think um, the the influx of, of new players, um, the the Danish striker and um, Steven Jugovic have, have made a difference, and having Leonardo back um, has made a big difference. Just mm. particularly with Carney leaving, you know, playing in that in that ten role. Um, I. I, I think I, don't, I can't see them making a six just because well, there's five points now, and you look at the form of Persin, and you know Sydney have still got the, the quality there. Um, you know, and Sydney are eight points, so I can't see. It. But to be honest, mm. an eighth place finish would be a big improvement considering how shit they were last season. Yeah, um, it'd be you know a big improvement, and I think to be honest with the squad they've got, I think that would be a great achievement. So. To be honest, I think. Um... They're so wildly inconsistent at the moment. Mm. You can't make any firm predictions. But having said that, I can see them finishing above Sydney, which would be quite funny if Carney was to finish <laughs> below <laughs> Jets. I would. I like Carney, and I like. I think he's a great player. But I would find that hilarious <laughs> if that happened after his comments about uh, going to a team with good players. Um, well, well, that brings us to, very nicely to um, to the Sydney FC Perth Glory game. The entertaining FC um, only managed one shot on target for the whole game, um, but it, they didn't have the uh, the opening blunder from Vedran Janjetovic to, uh, to to gift Keo the opening goal of the game. Um, 
he's, he's he's normally so consistent, isn't he? You know, he is the the kind of go to, uh, arguably the go to keeper in the league for that consistency. And I th- do you th- do you think that shows that there are kind of cracks in that FC squad as well? Just a bad day for him, to be think? honest. I think from his perspective, um, I don't. That doesn't necessarily mean there isn't cracks within the squad. Though. Um, I think it is falling apart for Sydney, uh, one way or another. Uh, interesting that Hawasco, uh was dropped from the ACL squad. Mm. Uh, Arnie came out and said that he was struggling with the, the hard ground of Australia. Um, mm. And he's been carrying an injury all season. Okay. Uh, which, you know, they're old school excuses from... Oh, you know, we've been, been hearing those hard ground ones for years, exactly. haven't we? Uh, and they're, they're carrying an injury that he's just never talked about, never told anyone about, and all the rest of it. Mm. It's not a not a vote of confidence uh, in him, and that's a marquee star. Uh, he has raised his game in the last few games prior to this, mm. but even still, it's not marquee material. No. You look at Farmer Rowley, you look at Hawaska, City won on that score. Yeah. Easily, Arnie's under a lot of pressure though, eh, John? Oh, definitely. And just just on what Kev was saying there, they left um, they left Fatty out of mm. the Asian. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I can't really see him staying on next season. He doesn't seem to have been playing that well, or you know, Arnold, and he doesn't seem to be too happy with him, to be honest. So mm. I, I think there'll be a bit of change come the end of the season when it comes to to the Sky Blues. Do you, Do you think that change is going to be Arnie? No, I don't. Well, unless you know, unless a Holland offer comes up, because you know that seems to be the link. But I think you know, got burned last time in Japan, so I don't think mm. you'd be rushing to to make an overseas move unless you know, unless unless it was sort of the right fit, and you know, it was quite got confident in what would happen. But um, the way he's no, playing, though, he, he may not have a say in that. Mm. Well, it may not be yeah, his that's decision. A good, that's a good point. I think the, the only thing that. I would hesitate from suggesting that, though, is who did they replace him with? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Within Australia, I can't see any obvious contenders now. Uh, Arnie for Sydney did seem like a very, very good fit a couple of years ago. Uh, I can't see anybody necessarily stepping in. Mike Mulvey, it's not really going to happen there. Um, no. So it would have to be an overseas coach. And Marquee coach. Eh? Marquee, Marquee coach. Well, absolutely, yeah. Would that put bums on seats? Well, they've gone that they've gone that way before, haven't they? With yeah. um, with uh, the bloody faced pommy who was a bus Terry Butcher. Terry Butcher, yeah. Mm. Um, and he was a marquee um, name, but not necessarily a marquee coach. And I think no, I think he's in like conference football now. Yeah, uh, I think he just got sacked from there as well, actually. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, if they were to actually go for a marquee coach who, you know, with proven coaching track record and spend huge bucks on it, mm. if it brought results, that would put bums on six. And yeah. that's, at the end of the day, that's what's going to be the success. Uh, that's what's going to drive Sydney. Results. They did that, didn't they, in season one with, with the, the German whose name I can't remember? Lipbarski. Obviously. Pierre Lipbarski. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, uh, they could do, but again, you know, finding that right ingredient mm. who's got the uh, the fairy dust stardust that's going to transform the team. 
bring the results. It's a it's a gamble. And you know when when Arnie came out the week before and said um, that no coach has been sacked on on not playing entertaining football. Do you think he's shot himself in the foot by by coming out and saying this because it was used as a as a soundbite across multiple different um, news outlets? You know, I, I was obviously included, and uh, and we talked about it a lot in the last week's pod. So now I, th- I think that's caused more. Uh, it's given the the lack of entertaining football even more focus than it than it would have done normally. Mm. The kind of outrage that he came out and said. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's ever a wise idea to talk about whether or not you should be sacked. Mm. under any circumstances because uh, it's just going to continue the speculation mm. and shine the spotlight on reasons why you should be sacked yeah. uh, so it was uh, a PR blunder by Arnie, definitely but more than anything playing dull football and losing yeah. is a PR, a huge PR blunder yeah. uh, if he wants to stop the speculation, stop the talk at the very least get points on the board uh, and preferably do it in an entertaining way. Yeah, we spoke about last week the the kind of links to uh, like Real Madrid, for example, was one of the one of the teams that got kind of branded about that's of the team the coaches that would get sacked for for not just not just winning games but winning in a in a certain way. And I th- I think Sydney FC at heart is is one of those sort of teams. Mm. I, I think they they do need an entertainment. That they need a, an Alessandro Del Piero, Dwight York, you Absolutely. know, someone that's going to bring in not just um, results, but also a bit of kind of sparkle to the to, to the product that they've they've got there. It's got to be somebody that you <coughs> go to work on Monday morning and stand at the water cooler and say, "I saw such and such at the weekend." Yep. You've yep. got to be able to brag about it to uh, mm. to your workmates and teammates. It's got to be difficult to get tickets. Um, it's got to be theatre. Yeah, uh, that, that's it. You know, that that's Sydney. Uh, mm. It's silly and superficial and. Uh, in so many ways, but that's the reality. If yeah. you want to succeed, that's how you've got to do it. Um, we've talked a lot about Sydney there, but we need, we definitely need to give Glory some credit. Um, their the top four um, there is arguably one of the one of the attacking um, forward lines in the league. Mm. The you know, Keo is you know spearheading it. That he's the he's kind of the focal point up front. But but Harold Marinkovic. Castro, you know this is uh, this is brilliant. They're, they're mm. playing really good football. Yeah, Harold is in the scoring form of his career. I would say. Yeah, I think you know Lowe's done a fantastic job to nurture what was a very average side at the beginning of the season and make key acquisitions and turn it around mm. uh, into what it is now. He's he's done brilliantly. Uh, fair play to him. Yeah, uh, I honestly thought this was going to be a complete write-off season for them, and it looked like it was going to be for a, a big section off that season. Mm. And then, about Christmas, all turned around. And th- and that's it. Sydney three points, uh, only three points ahead. And Sydney aren't going to make the finals the way things are going, which is a I huge think, blow for them. I think they. I think they will. I think um, you know they've. Losing Gersbash has, has been a blow, and obviously the other Roos going and Ross being out, but I think they will get it together and at least scrape in the finals. Mm, I think it's going to be borderline, genuinely. I mean, you look do you at, think Perth will take their rest? Yeah, I do. Definitely. You look at the rest of them, Brisbane Roar aren't going to go down, uh, lose their spot. Wanderers aren't going to lose their spot. Adelaide are on a roll and challenging for the title. Yeah. No. Um, City are going to be unstoppable. Uh, 
Melbourne Victory, uh, they need to pull it together. Mm. And then you've got to just say it's either Sydney or Perth that make it there. You've got to On form at Perth. the moment. Got to back Perth. Mm. Very good to see. Anything to, uh, anything to add on Perth, John? Yeah, exactly what Kev said, basically. I, I thought it was going to be a, a bit of a nightmare season for them, to be honest. But um, full credit to, to Kenny Lowe and, and the new recruits that he's brought in and, and just managed to sort of turn them around. Um, you know, I think they're going for... They've never won five games in a row and they're going for a fifth win this weekend. So it'd be an amazing achievement to have never have done that in, in 10, 11 years and, and to do it this weekend. So full credit to them. At home against the league leaders. Yeah, it's um, a bit challenge, but I mean, a person always has uh, been a hard, you know, it's a long trip, so it's always been a hard place to, to go and play and, you know, usually quite warm, so mm. give them, might give them a, a chance of, a, of an upset there. It's not far off a local derby for Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we, do you think it's safe to, safe to say that we can bring back the Lose Mourinho um, chant for him? Has he earned it? <laughs> I reckon he probably has, actually. Yeah. Very good. I, more... I, I prefer the Kevin Ayers uh, long lost twin brother that's just me <laughs> very good um, Melbourne Derby has has the Melbourne Derby taken over the Sydney Derby in, yes. in excitement <laughs> I think that was one of the best games I've watched of football I have to say so in that case yeah probably at the moment certainly uh, Maybe not necessarily in terms of fan passion on the sidelines and tension and yep. uh, all the rest of it, but certainly in terms of football spectacle, that was superb. It it was all about it was all about the foreign imports for me. Um, it, from from start to finish, it was the, the they just impressed immensely. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start with Fornaroli, and uh, you know I'm not even bored talking about him. I, I almost say this every week. That can we can we again have a five minute seg, um, uh, section just about Fornaroli? And uh, but I, I I think we could do a whole pod on Fornaroli this week. He, I just think he was absolutely brilliant. And um, you know the opening goal, John. You know from start to finish, he, he started the move with a Rabona, <laughs> with a Rabona in the middle of the park. How many Rabonas have we actually seen in the A League in the history of A League? We could probably count on one hand. Yeah, uh, I can't remember another. The one. only other one I can think of off the top of my head was Nicky Carl's attempted Rabona when he tripped himself up instead. Yeah, they don't count. That yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, was it Damien Damien Dunn? David Dunn. David Dunn. He was he was yeah. playing for Birmingham at the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he just he was on the edge of the box and he just absolutely clattered himself and fell over. Um, uh, to have the to have the skill to pull that off while you're can attacking and then to finish the play with a goal. I mean, but it was also it's necessary just... as well. You didn't have oh, to yeah, bone yeah. that one. No. Rabona. <laughs> Rabona. <it. laughs> I, I love that. Uh, <laughs> Verbify it here. You've got to have the cojones to basically to pull that off when it's needed. You know, everyone I mean, can do oh. it. Well, not everyone, but some people can do it, you know, when there's no pressure on or yeah. it's just, uh, you know, in the park. But to do it in that, in that, uh, in a derby, uh, it's just amazing. But for for me, like it wasn't just that when he picked up the ball in the in the centre of the park, you know, the turn, the pirouette was brilliant. But the 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 next bit was probably my favourite bit of the whole thing, where he showed the strength. You know, he he he. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Del Pierre. But um, you know, he beat him for strength, and then did a Rabona. So the turn, strength, 
finesse to do a Rabona, and then the desire to race, sprint, to 50 metres upfield. And, and when Moy got it, he put his hand up, and he didn't get it the first time, and he was like, and you could see he was anxious, you could see he wanted, he desperately wanted the ball, and, and a lovely little kind of reverse pass from Moy to, uh, and then a Penenka finish. <laughs> what? What is going on? It's just, that's, that's when I thought we are not worthy moments. Yeah. You're down in front of the TV, giving it the full mecha worship. Oh. That was just sensational. I just, yeah. Um, John, um, JVS came out and said they are, um, to, well, to confirm they're doing everything in their powers to keep him here this season. Um, oh, for, for next season, sorry. Please don't take my Bruno away. Um, c- can we keep him in the league? Oh, surely. I mean, he's, he's, he, you can just tell... In the way he's playing, and you know his his face and his reactions, he, he seems to be really enjoying himself. You know, he, he seems to enjoy it, and you've know, just got to throw some some more cash in because he's just been he's been the fine of the season. I remember when City signed, and it was sort of like, who is this guy? He always sort of a bit skeptical because there's been so many foreign duds, but he's mm. just you know he's he's been sensational. Um, yeah, just nearly every game that you play, and you know he's he's doing something uh, you know magical. So. Um, Long may he reign in the A League, I'd say. It's an interesting mm. exchange on uh, Twitter this morning as well. Uh, the World Game ran a story from Paddy Dominguez uh, saying that he was his manager, and Dominguez saying that uh, they should move him on to Mar- a city should move him on to marquee status uh, mm. and bump up his wage to keep him. Uh, and then Bruno came out, out on Twitter this morning saying, "Actually, Mr. Dominguez is not my manager." Uh, and doesn't doesn't speak on my behalf. What? <laughs> Which? Um, what's go- what's going on there? I don't know quite what's happening there. <laughs> don't know if somebody just got the wrong end of the stick, and yeah. Dominguez was just giving his opinion. Uh, but yeah, quite oh. categorically, he's not my manager. So, is it, do you think Fornaroli's up for grabs? Then should I stake a claim for him? <laughs> <laughs> if you need a manager, Bruno, I'm there. <laughs> I'll, I'll even take seven percent of your of your wages. I won't even go the whole ten. I'll It'll it... come with a with a free subscription to full. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'll make sure you get on the cover. Um, uh, and, and then a uh, quick last point on to round out our five minute Fornaroli chat. Um, and then he pops up with a header to to just show how complete a forward he is. And he's four foot two. It's a Cahill school of heading, isn't it? Just out yeah. there, yeah. being small, lithe, and uh, strong. Um, anybody that can put Bessart Borussia in the sh- in the shadows mm. as a striker is top quality. I well, think. well, that was it. The guy, the Fox Sport commentators were were having that discussion: is he is he better than Bez? Uh, or it, I think I think the, the actual question was: who would you rather in your in your team? And you know, I think there's there's a hashtag legacy around uh, around Bez in in the league. But you know, if Fornaroli sticks around for another few years, you know he's he's going to be way down the pecking order in comparison. Bez is going to be down the pecking order. You would think. Mm. Um, but you know, I think Bez is probably the best, one of the best strikers we've ever had uh, in the A League, uh, and we've had a few good ones. I mean, Shane Smeltz. Uh, Archie Thompson in the day have you know all been as good and as lethal and uh, prolific as Bez or Fornaroli, but Fornaroli just seems to be next level at the moment. Mm. Uh, and just attractive goals, not poached goals. You know, there's a lot of artistry and finesse. Uh, so yeah, I would 
like to have both Bruno and Bez in my lineup. Thank you. Yeah, in fact, in my fantasy football team, I do. We'll, we'll take both. Um, uh, so that brings us quite nicely to to his little bit of genius um, for the for the equaliser. You know, he, it, juggling, then he balanced it on his head for a minute, and then and then released um, Finkler, I think it was, who inch perfect through ball um, through for um, for Barbarusas. And, and then Kalfala with the finish. You know, it, this is just it, it is it is absolutely brilliant to watch. You know, the the class in and I think this is probably where it separates between the Sydney derby and the Melbourne derby. The amount of like world class footballers on show in the Melbourne derby this season. Yeah. You know it. You know makes the the Sydney derby look like an amateur game. Well, I mean, you were saying about Perth Glory having the one of the best attack lines uh, in the A League. Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory. I, I agree that you know Keo can do a job and Castro has been superb, mm. but compared to what City and Victory have to offer, it's just it, it's a whole different level yeah. altogether. Uh, they are two potent attack forces. Uh, Finkler, uh, who is in our new edition of the, the magazine this mm. month, uh, we've got a big long f- in a talk with him telling him. How he's Brazilian-born but Australian-made, and the journey it uh, took to to get him out here, and uh, what he's done since he's arrived here. But in amongst that feature, we actually relive his, his greatest moments in the A League, yeah, yeah. uh, and we almost had to add one to it, mm. uh, or we would have been missing one if uh, referee hadn't been <laughs> blind and. Uh, Trusted his linesman, who wasn't even watching the match at the time. Well, he, did, he, he obviously did score, um, and, and our headline was "Magic in His Boots" um, for, for the feature. But it actually came off the back of his neck. <laughs> <It's gone. laughs> that just shows the class of a man. Yeah, he's not even looking, he and he can score, score. anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, then. So, quick one on the, on the free kick, the the goal that should have been. Um, we had a bit of a chat um, mm. yesterday about goal line technology, about video. Um, refereeing and yeah. and how we kind of introduce that into the game. Um, a couple of good points, Kev, that you, that you made. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all very well introducing fifth and sixth referees, but we have got on big matches, which are all televised these days, we've got at least fifteen cameras usually at uh, stadiums. So that's fifteen sets of eyes that can be looking at the action and deciding what's happening. In my ideal situation, the each team would have three challenges. Mm. Uh, to go to a video ref uh, play would continue uh, as uh, as normal uh, but if the uh, the bench wants to challenge they alert the fourth official the fourth official alerts the fifth official and they inspect the video while the game continues or until it goes dead uh, at which point play stops and they wait until for the video ref to come back with the, the decision mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah I think that's the way forward to be honest it's not a solution that's going to apply at every single level of the game, uh, which is what FIFA always tries to institute. Yep. But by the same token, goal line technology isn't going to happen at every single level of the game. Fourth, fifth and sixth mm. officials isn't going to even happen. Third and fourth officials, second and third and fourth officials, rarely happens yep. uh, yeah, yeah. at many levels of the game. So, you know, the big games are the ones where that sort of thing is going to be important, and the big games are usually televised. We've got television cameras, mm. let's use them. Yeah, John, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I think. I think. Um, I mean, uh, I, surely we can have some technology where 
there's sort of a signal when the ball goes up line. I don't think we want to go to, you know, referring to the because you know that's the can of worms that you see in rugby union, rugby league. Um, but in this day and age, surely we have something that can sort of whether it is a another official in big games or another official in in, in top, you know, in all top flight games, um, mm. something probably needs to change because that was you know it wasn't just a little over the line. It was yep. you know about four meters in the goal. Could, could could we not just have a fifth official sat behind a, a, a TV screen, and, mm. uh, and then uh, you know it doesn't have to be. It, it, there's there's obviously room for error there as well, but um, you know you can just say as, as soon as if you if you call a goal and it's literally just for goals going over the line, mm. um, then and you just say yep yeah, that was in. You don't have to spend the hundreds of thousands or whatever it's going to cost for um, goal for the goal line technology. Mm. Uh, which is and, and the only difference is it's guaranteed and you get a little buzz on your watch to say that it's uh, yeah I, I think the two major contentious issues in football still that uh, we've never actually been able to solve are ball over the line and offside mm. uh, and I think both of those are very easily fixed by video technology and a video ref or if um, or if you are a, um, a a journalist from another code in Australia um, more goals. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a problem um, <laughs> yeah. football needs to fix. Actually, we could just... Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Actually, more goals. Yeah, yeah. So we have maybe goals in the centre line yeah. opposite each other. I think I think what we need to do is introduce really small shorts um, and booing of any Aboriginal players yeah. constantly. That's, that's what we're missing. That's a really I important know, part. Yeah. And, yeah. Maybe, and peptides. Yeah, peptides. and maybe team bonding exercises where we shit all over hotel rooms and... Uh, throw it all in the pool afterwards. That kind and of Eddie Maguire, we don't have enough Eddie Maguire. Who doesn't want more Eddie Maguire? And Sam Newman. Really? Yeah, he's an upstanding member of society, that is for sure. I think we should replace Sar- Tara Rushton with Sam Newman <laughs> going forward. I, th- I think Sam Newman would like to get to know Tara Rushton, but anyway, that's a different conversation. He'd probably want to put on a dress because that's, that's what they do, these yeah. social people, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Where is this yeah, going? Where is this going? I'm too dazed to bring this back into uh, in, in, into pod chat. Um, all right, well let's let's talk about something that is um, uh, brilliant from from this game, and and it was and he and he is not an import. Aaron Moy. Let's have have an Aaron Moy minute. Um, Sixteen assists in seventeen games this season. Um, wowzers. There is. I've, I've done a little bit of research in the in the top leagues in Europe. Özil, um, who is obviously having an, an unbelievable season for Arsenal, um, has got 17 in 24 games. So, you know, Moyes better than Özil. And then and then you look at Douglas Costa for Bayern Munich, who, you know, the equivalent of, of Bayern Munich are turning up and beating teams five and six nil each week. Um, and Douglas Costa's their leading assist with with nine and sixteen. Um, so Moyes, you know, he's not far off double that in pretty much the same games. Neymar at Barcelona, who's who's the same, um, you know, they're scoring for fun. Nine in seventeen. Uh, Lorenzo and Signe for um, for Napoli in Serie A, ten in twenty three, and, um, and Angel Di Maria for for PSG, ten in seventeen. Who is, you know, that's the that's the probably the closest we've got really. Um, You've done some serious research this week. Loads of research. <laughs> Good God. Check that oh, out. I'm glad somebody is. <laughs> so, um, how good is Aaron Moy? He is, i got to say, he's 
world class, <laughs> genuinely world class. Um, is there any? I mean, Fornaroli is probably the only contender for uh, a player of the year. This uh, year. Ahead of him, yeah. yeah. It's the Moy Fornaroli show, isn't it? I was, I was thinking actually, um, watching the the derby. I mean, and I'm not a. Uh, victory or a City fan by any means but how good would it be have that as the, the grand final um, mm. two teams who really love to attack and I think that's the difference with the Sydney derby there's the same passion the same tension all that sort of stuff but you know, both those both Sydney managers are, are sort of counter-attacking defensive minded managers well the two Melbourne ones are and they really you know seem to, to fire in the goals very good and um, we talked about ACL with with Sydney dropping Holosko and Fatty, um, victory have left out Finkler and Ben Carfala. I don't understand. I genuinely don't understand that. I mean, I know they'd want to keep Del Pierre in there, uh, but so who, who's the other? Well, Bez. Okay, so do, do you get two or three? Three, three plus one, I think, isn't it? So who who they got in there? Del Pierre, Bez, and who's the third person? Must be someone glaring that that I've just completely forgot out of my I don't know anyway no, well, we'll, um, yeah. Barbarossas is he class as a it's Kiwi isn't he oh no well, it's maybe, not, no, he's no, from Oceania ah very true yeah yeah. yeah it must be yeah because you can have an an Asian player hmm. an AFC player so Finkler's almost qualifying for Australian citizenship there. Yeah. get him in yeah nationalise him he qualifies this year Socceroos yeah <laughs> he actually talks about that in the uh, in the magazine feature uh, he's so. pro- how, old, how old is he? shh 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 sh- just skate over that bit <laughs> okay <laughs> um, right then so we'll move on to um, Western Sydney Wanderers get spanked by Wellington Phoenix 5-2 the power show the power show Powell well, where has this come from? Absolutely. Four goals. Here's my, here's my second bit of research, and I'm going to test you on this to see if... Um, so uh, so get, don't, be, don't be Googling it, John. Um, he scored four Google's goals. Four goals in one game. Only the fifth player to score four or more goals in a Hyundai A-League game. This shouldn't be that difficult. Um, name, name two of the others. We'll go to you, John, first. I'll say... Milts and Thompson or Borussia. Oh, you, you just smashed it out of the park. Yeah, you've got you've got three or four actually there. So name the other one, Kev. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, Smelts, Borussia, Thompson, and I can't name the other one, but I can tell you, he wasn't born in Australia. Um, you. Oh, Del Piero. Del Piero. I knew it was there. I just read. I, I knew it was there. <laughs> I knew it was there somewhere. Um, but and he is the only Australian-born player to ever do that in the A-League. Because Aust- Archie was born in New Zealand. Ah, is that right? Mm. Well, there we go. Um, so that's well, there a he is. bit of research I brought. Yeah, very good. <laughs> um, he also scored the, the, the second fastest hat-trick in Hyundai A-League season, uh, history. Um, any, any ideas on the fastest? It's, it's who we've just it, no. Del Piero, one of one of the one of the four that we just mentioned. Was Del Piero, was it? No. No. Um, oh, just tell me. <laughs> Stop pointing at things. <laughs> it was Barisha in, in 2011. 
Um, hat trick in six minutes, apparently. Um, amazing. Mm, that's right. Okay. Um, okay, so let, let, let's talk about that. The perfect hat trick mm. in in within thirty minutes of the game. Left, right, off the head. That the left footed shot was. I'm not sure if he, yeah, I'm not sure if he just got a bit of confidence from scoring a diving header the, the minute before, but I didn't think he had it in him. That I don't think anybody ever thought he had yeah. four goals in him and in a career, never mind one match. <laughs> to be fair, um, yeah, just an unbelievable effort. He, his left-footed effort made it into our uh, goals of the week compilation on Facebook at the moment. Mm. Oh, actually, he's third. His third goal was, was was really good as well. You mm. know, to yeah, uh, Jameson was as probably at fault for at least four of the five goals, uh, which is probably a bit of an off day for him. Who's but he, he's more so um, valuable in his attacking prowess rather than his essentially his, his defending. Um, but Powell gave him a, a horrid day. Uh, but yeah, that, that, the third goal beat Jameson, controlled it on his chest. Redmayne came out flying and, and made it a little bit easy for but he still had a lot to do to flick it over him with his right foot um, to seal his, his perfect hat-trick very good um, and uh, you know where he, where he came through in, in, in Sydney the city that he came through into, a, into an A-League player and he showed what he, what he can bring to the league mm. very good I think uh, what's going to be interesting though is it's now so tight at the top 35 points for Roar 34 for West Sydney Wanderers mm. Derby this weekend that three point deduction is going to be hanging heavy over the uh, the club yep. um, fans can make or break their seasons uh, their club season this weekend never mind what the, the players do mm. uh, it could all be in vain on the pitch if uh, one single flare goes off it's going to be interesting to see if it brings them into line or not mm. you'd have you'd have to be a massive knob to let one go <laughs> this weekend like, I mean Seriously, you'd either have to hate your own club or just be a complete fuckwit. Well, that was one of the one of the stupid lines in that um, soccer hooligans uh, thing early, early this week, where the Sydney FC fans that were the ones that were talking with the balaclavas on, and they said, um, "Expect um, a, a big retribution after the burning of the of the tifo um, at the derby this weekend." So, um, I hope that's just hot air. Um, cause it would be we, we we can't afford another stupid fan um, news story for the beginning of next week as well. I have to say, I neighbours think... has really changed these days. Neighbours never used to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems to be though, like too many times this season, we've gone the same the same sort of message. Like people who you know who want to attack the game and idiots just giving them ammunition. Mm. Just don't yeah. do it. <laughs> I mean, there was a suggestion that these guys uh, that were on Channel Ten were uh, hamming it up for the cameras and hoaxing, trying to hoax yeah. Channel Ten. Guys, that doesn't actually work. You're just no. giving them what they want, and if you're having a laugh afterwards, that's fine. You've you've had a laugh. The rest of the world just thinks you're hooligans, and thinks the game's full of hooligans. Yeah. You're not doing anybody any favors. Hoax or not, uh, it's just stupidity. It was it was like the the story that came out was he what was he called Tom something from three AW last Tom Elliot Tom Elliot the, the other week and uh, and it's literally like you can write anything and fans just jump on the back of it and go no you're an idiot football's brilliant it's number one spot it's like oh come on it's it's clickbait it's uh, yeah. they're just 
It's just de- deliberately trying to wind you up for yeah. the reaction uh, and trying to bring out the worst in fans as mm. well, uh, because you will get, you know, people making ridiculous, over-the-top uh, responses to them, yeah. and that just reinforces the, the the falsehoods about the game and the the fans. Ignore it. Yeah, we're big enough. We're we wise enough. On. We can just move on. Um, so we'll, we will move on to the the Mariners game, Adelaide. Just before that, um, quick mention of Nichols goal. Just he just had this. Probably the, Sorry, John, go on. I was just going to say probably the best goal of the game. Mm. There was some quality goals. I mean, uh, the best bit was his non-celebration. <laughs> he just sort of trundled in, released the rocket, and then just trundled off like, yeah, yeah, nothing special. That was just uh, frustrating. That was just frustration, just yeah. kind of um, powered into a an absolute rocket, um, and then the release of him scoring was just to kind of just trot, walk slowly back to the back to the centre circle <laughs> to re- restart the game. Um, so that was that was the Phoenix' first win in seventy days. Um, to say that's come from Ernie apologising for the the poor run of form for last week, and then he spanks the title contender five two. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the A League. Some days, yeah. How does these things happen? You've you've got to love the A League for this. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, and another good game to to finish off the weekend. Um, the Mariners game got got put back due to some hot weather um, up on the coast. Um, but Adelaide. Um, oh, this was a this is a good intro. I wrote this intro. I nearly skirted over my intro. <laughs> Adelaide knocked out knocked out of Asia by the Chinese, but despite their communist red, they have not shared, shared many points of late. Are you having that? No. That's <laughs> terrible. Ah! That's so bad. <laughs> I wrote it late last night. It, 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 was, good. it was good then. Um, but 23 points from a possible 13. Um, and to say that they've not won, they didn't win in the first eight is a, a pretty good turnaround for, uh, for the Reds there. Absolutely on fire. Smashing it. It's a Newcastle Jets 2007 run, was it, John? When yeah, Ga- Gary took over? 2008, yes. Yeah, Gary took over after uh, losing the, the team had lost 10 games in a row or something and uh, turned around to almost win the championship that year. Or was it 2000? The following year they won the championship. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, Adelaide's sensational. We all thought Amor was going to be out by Christmas. At one stage, yeah, 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 and uh, and Adelaide will take on Victory. Well, they'll they'll go to Victory on Friday night this week, and you know that's it's a crucial game for Victory as well. Really, that haven't they're they're in a slumping form, Mm. so they desperately need to 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 get a win out of this game to kind of get them back up that table. Adelaide win, you know, they're a point behind behind Wanderers. Obviously, they would have played an extra game, but it's um and, and. you can't see anything else. They're serious contenders. Really. They're, They're serious contenders now. Uh, I mean, City probably are underperforming for their uh, their position. Um, mm. So I think, yeah, it's going to be a four-way battle for the top at the moment. Very good. And um, I just have to say, I think the Mariners were a little unlucky with that offside goal. Probably yeah. To draw. But I, I don't know for for all. Um, Brucey's work rate and lack of goals. I, I, I would have given that as well. You know, just like a nice little. You know, you try really hard. You sometimes struggle scoring goals. So I know it was a little bit offside, but we'll give you that one. Benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I think. I'd I think that. Paul is okay from a couple. Actually, but. <laughs> um, second goal from Isaias. 
Um, cracking free kick, and he doesn't score many. Very, very nice finish. Um, but uh, anything to add on this game, uh, game John? We're uh, we're kind of running out of time a little bit, but yeah, I just yeah, as, as I just mentioned before, I think the Mariners. Yeah, I think Izzo was probably that uh, SCS, um free kick. He was probably in the wrong. You know, was on his side of the ball, and you know, well, it was there. a beautiful strike. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm a little surprised that he's getting picked week in, week out. Would have thought Bray might have got a. Yeah. Another gig, another run, or the the youngster Hugo looked quite good when mm. he came on. But um, yeah, I mean Adelaide just seemed to be on one of those runs. Them, them, which has been great. Them and Perth just on this run at the moment, and Melbourne and Sydney sort of on a bit of a downward. Um, sorry, victory in Sydney yeah. on a bit of a downward side, which has made the competition that more exciting and, and interesting in my book. It's it's still so tight, you know. Yeah. with. What are we on? Eight games to go in uh, of the season proper, and uh, it's it's still up for grabs for anyone. You know, in mm. seven points difference between Sydney and, and Brisbane, yeah, Sydney are obviously in a slumping form, and you can't see him clawing that back. But you know, it's it's not impossible mm. if they if they just turn it around this week and and have a good win against uh, against Wanderers. But I think the the strength of their squad versus the the teams that are above them, they're not as strong. Well, simply that that's just the bottom line they're, yep. they're not as good a team yeah no I, uh, yeah I'd agree very good so as I said Raw top the table on 35 points Wanderers just behind on 34 Adelaide the form team 30 um, in third City and Victory both on 29 points um, it's, it's almost identical they played well they, the win win draw losses um, they both played 19 won 8 um, drawn five, lost six, uh, on sitting on twenty nine points, which is which is quite nice for a, an, an exciting run up for the for the two Melbourne teams, um, and then Sydney obviously in six, Perth Glory seventh, Jets Phoenix and Mariners make the ten. So this weekend we've got Melbourne Victory will host Adelaide United on the Friday night, the triple header on the Saturday, Jets Phoenix the early game, Sydney FC versus Western Sydney Wanderers, Sydney Derby, Saturday night, and then Glory will host Raw for a local derby. Um, Sunday, um, City will host Central Coast Mariners, and that's that's a, a big game for them. They need to score, score some goals, which you, we don't expect anything less from them, uh, and get back up there to um, and potentially hope that um, Victory and Adelaide take points off each other and and they can make a make a leapfrog them into third. These are silly games though that City tend to lose. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> last ex- week you expect them to thrash them seven 0 and uh, they end up losing one nil. Yeah. Two-nil. Very good. Well, that was good. Yeah. I got through it without losing my tongue. Yeah. You spoke a lot, John. Anything to add? Any, anything happening with the, the overseas Aussies just last minute? Um. Well, there was obviously the. Um, Pasting that, that Matty Ryan's Valencia copped um, against Barca in the first leg, seven uh, yeah. nil. Um, not that Matty had a shocker, but uh, the whole team did. So that was something to. Uh, it was it wasn't great to see, but um, apart from that, nothing. You know, we've obviously spoke about about Timmy Cahill. Tim, um, yeah. Apart from that, nothing really else uh, massively uh, jumping out. I think I think Millie Ednax had some interest from China as well. Um, well. So, yeah, after after his poor run in the in the Palace team, I, I think he's played six games this season, and they've they've lost six. 
He uh, and he's been last week. He had an absolute shocker. He was at, gave away a penalty at fault for the penalty. Um, what else? What else did he do? Um, yeah. Oh no, he, um, he he hacked down and gave away the free kick for the last goal. I think as well. Um, yeah. Now he's he's not having a very good time of late in the Premier League. I think maybe a, a move to China is um, is probably is probably not far from being a, a good option for him. Very good, John. Nice one. Thanks again for uh, for phoning in. Good to chat. You can get no, to sleep now. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. All right. Cheers, Kev. Cheers, mate. Thanks for uh, having us. On. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, I- I've been your host, Adam Jackson, and we will speak to you next week. See you later. Mm-hmm.